<laughs> do we okay let's go to eddie and Kedia, right a lot of people want him gone i understand I why. Him not to be here, but do we have enough at the striker with martinelli jesus and i know trossard could play up there but we would have to bring in a player for him i know reese nelson it sounds like he's about to resign i mean and there were some pretty decent clubs looking at him i think villa and ac milan were two of them uh it looks like he's back on board which i'm totally fine with right because and a contract, if anything, raises his value. So if we do sell him in a year or two, but he's a good squad player and we have to have homegrown. Champions League, I know Europe is the same, but you have to have the homegrown. So outgoing and then maybe Tierney. So I would assume like those may be the three that we would look at, right? Maybe Balogun. I don't know. I feel like we should give him a run in the team as well. See what he can do in the Premier League. I don't think you can give a Balogun a shot because Balogun wants to start. And if we're, if Balogun's not, and I think he's had a conversation with Arteta, he's probably directly asked, Hey, listen, I want to start. And Arteta probably told him, I can't promise you that. So I think that's why Balogun's gone and you have to sell him while he is at his highest value. I would, I would definitely like it's Eddie or Balogun. It's whoever you can get the most money for. Um, like, I think that that's kind of the choice that you kind of make. But at the end of the day, I think Balogun has made his situation one that's kind of untenable at Arsenal. Like we cannot expect him to come in and replace Jesus. Like that's, that's insane. I I, I, I personally, from what I've seen, maybe other people feel differently about Balogun, but I don't think that he starts ahead of Jesus and that's what he wants. I think with Balogun and and again, I'm going to offend a lot of people here and I don't care. It was the French league. No one gives a fuck. Right. And, And not only that, but the French league, historically tells us way more about defenders than it does attackers. Exactly. Um, Alex Lacazette scored 31 goals this season. Yeah. Like he, he could barely that, score 10 that we're, we're, in the Premier League. Well, I and Balogun is potentially, a, I think we're potentially sleeping on Balogun as well as an asset for bargaining for Declan Rice with West Ham as well. You know, Antonio, isn't getting any younger. He isn't really that prolific. They've always been sort of on the hunt for a, an up and coming striker that can um, stay there for a sustained period. Do you do that though, these days? I mean, you, you you hear about it all the time, and the times that you actually end up seeing that are so few and far between. And I was well, thinking, I, I think he's talking Eddie. about in relation to selling them to him to West Ham to get Rice. The only reason I disagree yeah. with that is I don't think West Ham is going to put up the money that we we'd be looking for. What we've already seen, um, Leipzig has said forty million, then they went down and then they pulled out. We've seen. Um, the Milan clubs have been saying something about 30 and 35. I don't know how true this is always all like, you know, you know, in the nose saying stuff and you can never trust anything, even if it comes from Romano. But the point is, is I don't think West Ham goes in 35 million for Balogun. So let's, let's look at like, okay, so let's assume you get 30 for Balogun, the Tierney to Newcastle and or Villa is roughly 30. So that's your 60 right there. You're looking at 90 for Rice, right? I was talking to my dad this morning, who's a West Ham sport, and he thought it'd be more 70 to 75 for Rice, you know? Um, be nice. So let's assume it's between 70 and 100 for Rice, right? I mean, Mason Mount is in the last year of his contract, and it looks like he's going to go to United for like 60 or 70 million, which is fucking insane. If United, if United let them off the hook, I, I am going to absolutely go apeshit because the. the I've never seen a situation as one-sided from, and this includes Arsenal, 
as one-sided from a leverage standpoint yeah. as Chelsea's summer this summer. And and I've been screaming it from the rooftops because they 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 and they're being I mean they they want Caicedo, they want this guy from Portugal, they want they they're they're they're, they're in the market again. They got to sell like 150 million of profit. I mean that I I've got to compute the numbers, but they got to sell high double digits if not triple digits millions of profit on players so they can't i mean that doesn't include you know just money that they recoup from people like lukaku and from other players they have to sell profitable players which is why mason mount is their biggest chip um you know Hudson Kai Havertz and, and looking Tom, at real madrid like Tom that's Tom another Tom. one that might be insane yeah well and, hey I, let's go back to, i want to go back to the arsenal right so but, let's but if, they, if, if they pay any if, if they make that mason mount transfer any earlier than mid-july and if they pay any more than 50 million for him they're they're essentially just letting Chelsea off the hook because Chelsea can't. They he, not they o- not not only that, Mike. Not only that, but we've seen with Anthony or things like that. It's it's United are historically one of the teams that are most responsible for mar- market inflation. And, I know, well, and they'll uh, do it. I, they'll, they'll do exactly what Andy said. They'll they'll spend between sixty and eighty million. Yeah, for him and then, just to get him and then West, Ham, West Ham can turn around then and say, well. If Mason Mount's going for seventy million, surely Declan Rice is worth one hundred and twenty, and that's and, the problem yeah, that we had. But I also say- relating this back to Arsenal, it's the other thing too. How the, excuse my French, fuck, are Chelsea able to always find suckers? Like I don't understand why Arsenal seem to be the only club Cause, cause that never cannot find it. suckers for for players when Mason Mount. We've done is it going for more than fifty, like in a, in a position where just... you have no reason to sell. Like, 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 there's, there's no reason to pay Chelsea an exorbitant fee or an overvalued fee for Mason Mount. How do they find these people? What well, is going on? Because they've been winning things, and and people have been desperate to buy their their scraps because their scraps are good enough to be dinner for somebody else. But that has completely changed now. And if they are able to do that purely on reputation. It just shows how ridiculously poor these negotiators and these, you know, these these schemers who are who are handling transfers at these clubs are, and um, and the you know the reason we've been bad at it is because we've been so transparent about who we rate and who we don't rate, and and people have known that we have to sell because we haven't been making top four, and I think the the narratives are flipping. We'll see whether these people you know play the market correctly or not. Uh, but you're right about you know Mount. Mount's transfer fee, if it happens early, could set rices, which is why we just have to get this done. Well, so and if it's, if it's offering 100 instead of 90 and saying, take, like, this is our final offer, it's 100, let's do this, and Declan Rice pushes for it, then that's the smart move. Well, so let's go to it, right? So you got the, the 30 for um, Balogun, you've got the 30 for Kieran, you've got 15 for Jaka. I do think that that Leverkusen deal could be on the rocks because you've read some reports that Bayern might be interested. So if Rice doesn't go to Bayern, then maybe that's where they come in for Xhaka. So that helps us a little bit because maybe we could turn to them and say, we want 20. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, maybe the Casado-Rice deal does happen if we exit. Now I want to go to a couple players that are Arsenal players but haven't been here this season like Balogun, right? So Can I, can I just say one real quick thing? If you the, the the financials of this, and I've said this before, if you sell ninety million of players, and these players, who are they? Jaka, uh, these players are pure profit. Yeah, these aren't players that we bought a year or two ago. They're players who 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 
have completely amortized or never had a value because we brought them through the academy. Matter of fact, Mike, on that point, I think you didn't you bring up the tyranny thing with him, like anything over five million is well, yeah. His his book his book value is five million. So if we sell him for 25 million, I mean, these are all players that we're going to show a profit for in the current year or or the year that we're about to go into 23, 24. If we sell 90 million and we buy 200 million worth of players, we're coming out ahead. And it's weird maths. So fucking hot when you do your juice stuff. All right, let's go away from the juice juice stuff for a second because I want to. I want to keep stuff. I want to keep stuff on on point. So, quick round table. I'm going to go to you each individually, right? Someone's put it in the group. I'll go there first. We got Nuno Tavares, still an Arsenal player, left back. Do we see a world for him where he plays in the Arteta system, or do we sell him Aston? We did do we did do the show by by loan sell um earlier and yeah like we said back then like Nuno needs to go I, I it'd be it'd be a wonderful world where he improved but I don't think that his loan spell was very good and yeah he I mean there's literally no reason to keep him other than you desperately need cover sure uh Owen Pepe uh this is probably cutting clear and dry we're gonna take a loss on him but do you keep him or do you let him go no no he's just not i don't think the one thing you see with Mikel arteta's players is uh, a football intelligence and i just think that that he's quite naive and immature um with his uh with his on-field tactical implementation is that a word yes that is yeah yeah no no he's just he's not an arteta player i don't think Mike, I'll go to you for the Jew maths. I don't know why that's not. Like why would you put that up on the screen? Like, like we were doing fine with it. You we just... put it up. It was Aston. <laughs> um, Mike, from like a Pepe standpoint, because you're the numbers guy, right? You're the fifth smartest Mike I know. Um, now it's the fifth smartest Mike. <laughs> I don't even know that I know five Mikes. But, um, Definitely know at least two. Well, I know that Aston's got a, or Owen's got a massive Mike. Uh, Pepe's on a very large sum of money. Is this going to be a situation, Mike, where we are going to have to not only get rid of him at a very small tra- transfer fee, but we're maybe going to have to pay some of the wages as well? I think he's on, what, 140 Which but is he's shit. So that's a lot of money for yeah, a no, shit No, player. no, no. I mean, that, well, that's the Theo Walcott effect. Uh, 140 uh, shit player is different than 200 good player. Um, we might. I mean, you know, 140 for the rest of his con. Well, his contract's only one more year. So whatever team gets him isn't going to be stuck with 140 for more than just one year. And then and then they can essentially renegotiate the contract or 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 let the guy go after a year. If he hasn't performed well, then he's a free agent looking for a deal. Um, so. I, I mean, we might have to. We, I, I think the, the the bigger likelihood is that the contract gets torn up by mutual consent. Um, I don't know that we have to pay him to leave, but the contract probably gets torn up, um, you know, or we sell him for like three million to like Reims or something like that, you know, to replace Balogun somewhere in the French league because that's the only league he can play in, apparently. And then I'll go to you, Balligan, because you didn't really give us your thoughts. Would you like to see him give us a run at Arsenal? Or are you like, hey, sell while the Aston's point, sell while the stock's high? 
that has been what I've been screaming this entire year is that he, you know, success in the French league doesn't translate all the time. And in fact, somewhat rarely uh, at the, at the attacker position um, to the Premier League. And I mean, I know there are examples of, of it, of it succeeding, but there are also a lot of examples of, of the same thing happening that's happened with Pepe. And I just don't see him as being cut out for the Prem. Um, um, so he hasn't really dazzled in the time that we've seen him. So has he gotten tremendously better or is he just, you know, play, playing against teams and feasting on them like he did when he was with the U23s? And and I don't want to take the chance of missing a Willock window or an Awobi window where we have the opportunity to sell him for 30 to 4 million pound profit and we pass it up. He rides the bench. He gets upset. The whole thing doesn't work out. And we've got, you know, Ninketia or worse on our hands times two. So yeah. I would absolutely sell him this summer. There's nothing I would love more for him to come back and, and be, a, you know, what I would have envisioned pre-ACL Tammy Abraham to be like or you know, or, or Oshiman or, or Vlavic or whoever, any of those people. I mean, cause it would be uh, what a bargain to, to not sell them for 35 and get a, a top class striker who plays differently than Jesus does and can, can be kind of one and one a, but I just, I, I think the risk of it not happening is probably about 90 to 10 in favor of that not happening. So you got to sell them. And if, again, if you sell a guy for 35 and you buy a guy for 35, and he's as good and not necessarily better, you're still coming out ahead from the financial standpoint of being able to reinvest and spend money in that year. So, you know, don't just buy some crap ass striker, but I do. And, and going back to your original question, I do think we need to add somebody either at the right wing or nine position or that can play both. We have enough flexibility with our, with our wingers and, and strikers. Jesus can play t- two different positions. Trosar can play two different positions. Martinelli in a pinch can do it. That, you know, if we're just buying a new, if we buy a new nine and don't have cover for Saka, Jesus becomes that cover. Yeah. Or Nelson becomes that cover. So I, I think we need one player who can play right wing and striker. And, you know, Cody Gakpo is the best example, although I think he generally played on the left and striker. He was a guy I thought we shouldn't have let slip through our fingers because he could have done that role. Do you know who can play right wing and striker and will likely be free this summer is Aubameyang. Just going to put that out there. Um, all right. Speaking of freeze. So any players that besides Gundogan, because, you know, and I agree with Aston here yesterday, he said, Hey, city, you're going to offer him a new contract. Why would he leave? I don't think he will. Anyone else premier league that, you know, there's a lot of free transfers this summer that you guys would say, Hey, yeah, let's take a shot at him. Like, I know everyone was hot in the beginning of the summer last year for Yuri Tillemans, right? And everyone in January wanted him depth, Champions League, played in a real shit Leicester team. Anyone free, I'll start with Aston, that you would say like, yeah, you know what? I'd happily take him for no uh, transfer fee. Um, I don't think he'd be f- – I'm trying to think of free agents right now. Um, The big ones, obviously, you know, you've got your Eden Hazards, you have your – uh, te- I guess Benzema technically signed already, so Benzema's out of there. But there, you know, there are a couple of big names out there that I I think are generally like the I, I call them the United deals. Why the hell would you do that and sink your name? But Tielemans is, I think, a uh, Tielemans. I'm almost sure will happen. Like I'm like ninety percent sure Tielemans will happen because we're going to be in for a free midfielder. Like the thing is, is we need more than two midfielders, and two of them we're going to pay top dollar for, and one of them we're going to get on a free. 
the, I, the that's why we're pushing for Gundogan, which will never happen, by the way. City will never let him come to us. He'll go to Barcelona. Like, and also why would he come to Arsenal? What's um, the dude, the center back from Inter Milan, Milan, Skriniar, whatever, the Croatian dude? Skirtle? Martin Skirtle? No, no, no. He's the center back at AC, or Inter Milan. Yeah, you're talking about, but isn't he, um, I don't think he's right-sided, is he? Oh, you're talking about Vardial? No. No. Oh, he, no, you don't play for Inter Milan. That's dumb. Sorry. His name is like, it's Milan Skriniar. It's S-K-R-I-N-A-R. He's uh, 28 from Slovakia, defender. Um, I want to respond to this real quick, just so that you un- we understand. Gundogan starts for City. Mm-hmm. He, they are trying to re-sign him right now. You can wish that he can come to Arsenal, but he's not an Arsenal fan. He has no connection to the club. There's no good reason in his camp for him to come to Arsenal over going to Barcelona, who also want him and will also pay the same price. Like, it's just, I don't know. If you would go to Arsenal, you just stay at City. Here's the Premier League, the, the most valuable Premier League free agents uh, at the end of this month. Tielemans, Zaha, Gundogan, Firmino, Conte, Nabi Keita, Lerma, who scored a great goal for us once, uh, even though he was playing for Bournemouth at the time. Um, and then we get into, you know, David De Gea. And I mean, you're you know for Chambo. Let's get Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Adama Traore is available. Apparently, I take Chambo back for depth. Uh, Tillemans. What is like, wrong with you? I'm joking, bro. Relax. Not everything. It's like the Zaha thing. You're giving me PTSD. I man. know. I've not everything. Twitter needs to be an ad, like an argument, Aston. I mean, it's so easy to trigger your ass. You just got to play the player. Um, when you pull that list back up, Mike, like I think obviously out of those top five, Tillemans makes the most sense, right? We need central midfield cover. He was heavily linked with us. He's a great player. Played on a bad team. Zaha will re-sign with Palace. Gundogan's going to re-sign with City. Firmino's off to like Real or Barca. Conte's kind of interesting. I think he might be a little past it with the injuries. Um, and then everyone else on that list, like just you know, it doesn't really make sense. There, there, you know, um, there was a couple uh, players lower down that you're like, okay, they're young, they're up and coming, but I just you know. I think for us too, like culture has to be a huge part of this, right? I mean, I remember we were in for Soyuncu at one point, and he ended up going to Leicester because we weren't really that into him. But I was just know. gonna say that he fell off a cliff. Do you know uh, who I would go? Yeah, he did. Do you know who? I mean, he couldn't have been that good. They got relegated. Who is the uh, you know that leads left winger, uh, the Italian black guy? Fuck, he's unreal. Canoto. Uh, Oh, yes. Aston. Everyone's waiting for Aston news. <laughs> and you were and you were mad because of the G Mats. <laughs> well, if you asked me a question about Yossi Benio, and I would have been right there waiting. For Wilfred Ganoto. They they I think they bought oh, yeah, him yeah, or whatever. Yes, dude's dude's fucking legit. Like he's gonna be a hell of a player. I would go after him. Yeah, they signed him in January. You think they're done with Who's him? He at? He's at Leeds, you said? He was at Leeds, yeah. Um, Prepare and- the dossier, and we'll discuss it on the first show of season eight. <laughs> uh, 
Anyone, anyone want to see some lamb ribs? <laughs> oh, God. All right, guys. Well, that's about it. That's all we got for today. Uh, <laughs> no, we do have one question. I like this one. What's uh, what's more important, sign rice yes. or keep Saliba? Owen. Uh, keep Saliba, 100%. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm in, in love with Declan Rice as a, as a signing, as a transfer target. I think that um, culturally it would mean a lot for the club to go out and get one of those real sought-after players. But, man... I was just thinking back, and I remember, like, even Laurent Kishelny was a uh, Thomas Vermalen or centre backs that we thought that these these guys are decent, these guys are good. But sometimes it takes seeing the real deal. And not only William Saliba, but Gabriel as well. Both these guys are absolutely outstanding. They have everything that you want in a centre back. You know, when you look at physicality, ability on the ball, speed, everything. And, um, to be honest with you, I think that we'll be lucky to keep hold of both these guys for any more than an, another two or three years. They're going to be so sought after. Um, once you start to see people like Virgil van Dijk aging out, these are the dudes that are going to be standing at the top of the list when it comes to the best centre-backs in Europe. So um, tying him down is going to be huge. There's a lot of people in the Arsenal uh, fan base getting real butthurt that whatever deal we offered Saliba was not accepted and that was Arsenal's fault. And for me, yeah, I want him to resign, but he's also a pretty young player. He's going to be a fucking baller, but I also don't want to throw Theo Walcott money at dude at a young age. Right. I mean, we haven't seen him play for the last couple months. We don't know what's going on health wise with him. And is he worth that money? 100%. But at 23, it's a real difficult situation, right? Because we don't want to lose out to another team, but then we also don't want to put us in a, another situation where we're throwing high wages at such a young player. I mean, at the time, everyone was like, Theo Walcott, he's the next real deal. Let's give him all the money in the world. And we've just been bitten way too many times. And I like that our senior leadership team at Arsenal are putting in a foundation of like, hey, let's not just throw the money at him. Let's negotiate here. And I'm sure we'll find this place because – he is adored by the fans. Aston, I already know what you're going to say. It's Saliba. Yeah, and I'm I'm much less worried about it than I think most people are. I think that William Saliba. I mean, when we talk about players, and I, I and we could do a whole podcast gushing about William Saliba. He has something that's very rare that you can't really train, which is called presence. He's got an aura on a field, and and you see it with certain players with certain defenders and he's got it and we've not had that at the club forever but the reason why I'm not super worried about it is because he's one of two great young center backs right now him and um Guardiola right if he wasn't going to sign you would have heard links to him already every single club in the world wants William every single club in the world would take a would take a shot at William Saliba right now the fact that you haven't heard anything tells me that no one's even like Everyone knows something is up, right? Everyone knows that there's no way that they're going to get William Saliba right now, and I think that's a and I think that's a wonderful thing. So, I, honestly, when you talk about the wage structure, I've heard that the deal, like it's this is more media play. I've heard that the deal that he turned down was actually back in January ish, and we were offering him about 120k. So. 
I'd have no problem with him going to 150, 180. Hell, you know, 200 seems like a lot, but, you know, I don't think it's too bad if that's where he ends up with add-ons. But, like, 150. Huh? Yeah. No, no, I was about to say, like, if you threw, I was thinking 150 to 170, and then maybe you put a clause in there, like, hey, in a year we go to that that next level, right? But, like, for me, if Sokka's our 200,000 player level, you got to be at Sokka level. And I just don't think Saliba is at that level yet, personally. And I know more than anyone, like, fucking back injuries take a long time to heal, and that motherfucker could be out or have struggling with that back injury all through next season, like no one knows. And so if you're Arsenal, you've got to maintain and, and keep that, that structure going. I know right, and I think lose... it's really smart that you bring that up because I think that that's another reason why we haven't heard a lot about the contract actually, because I don't think they know the extent of that injury. Um, right. From what I've heard, it's very mixed. Um, a lot of people are saying different things. And whenever you hear a lot of different things, it means nobody knows. Exactly. They're keeping it a secret. So with that being said, like, I think it would be what would be really telling about his injury would be how heavily do we get a um, backup? How, how, how aggressive are we in getting a, a right-sided center back this summer? I think we're probably going to go for one inevitably. But if we see one, like, right out the gate, there's something wrong with Sully. I agree. Mike, you've got some stuff you wanted to share off of your basic, uh, or your, sorry, your, yeah, it was basic, your basic trip home. Um, so everyone sit back and let's watch 20 minutes of video. Well, no, I just want to, I want to say we're, we're talking about transfers. I think we seriously need to look into this guy because of his skills. Uh, and it's, it's, it's not me. It's not me. Someone. Here's the, bro- the real competition. McNicholas V. Watts. <laughs> i don't know what's worth there what's worse the kick or watts's dive he just like fell to his knees and then- die- well that was like i'm preparing to dive but then i see that i don't need to so i'm just gonna go down to my knees that was uh, honestly the the most enjoyable two hours of a two-week trip in which i saw two arsenal games just seeing you know these these people who uh, who we see uh, their names on on uh, on websites all the time because of the the great work that they do. Watching them try to play football, the game that they cover was hilarious. Watts not bad. Canton, was Canton. A good goal. Canton, Canton, you know he he acted like he was like a really good footballer, but then this let's just say uh, it, it it wasn't the best display. But I, I had a lot of respect for him for getting out. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was something. <laughs> I had a, I had a feel. I mean, the the you know the knees intact. The knees intact. You've got that because you didn't use it at all. See my shot. I did. Yes, we got that. I, I I'm convinced that uh, the opposition is only in the media for this purpose. Like they're not actually here to cover sporting events. No, no, it's just. It's just an excuse to do this. Yeah. I mean, those were those guys were Unreal. like the ex-player media. Yeah, that was good. Canton looks like, you know, when you see like cha- the Champions League final and they go up to interview like the losing team. Like, and they're just like, why do you have a mic in my face right now? 
That's exactly oh, what that looks like. Yeah, at one point he pushed me away. He's like, I'm get that mic out of He's like, I'm just happy to be here. Oh, it was. It's so it was so funny. Um yeah, I mean they they his team was a couple guys from Haters, which is the uh most a lot of people don't know about haters, but H A Y T E R S, but they like own the interview rights to like the back like the the backstage stuff, the the player interviews and and that sort of stuff. Uh, they're they're cool guys. I've met them on on the tour. Him, Watts, uh, Gunner Blog, and Ian Abrahams, uh, aka the Broadcast Moose, who was a fascinating guy. He was playing goal, as you might expect, because he's a lar- he's a rather large man, and um, he made a couple of really good saves. And every time he came back, he's like, "Did you get that one? Can you send me that one?" <laughs> So uh so yeah so we we ended up getting mentioned on his Twitter feed uh which is like 300,000 people uh as the uh you know the the credit for for the uh pictures and we gained like 15 Twitter followers from that so uh so, well let's all throw a fucking party You're hey, welcome uh, speaking of media are you and Aston uh I know hers won't show up and maybe Jared are you guys doing the media tour for the US um Arsenal tour or is it to be determined To be determined as far as I'm concerned I've applied for credentials and my personal view after doing it 3 times now is if I get it I get it if I don't I'll just actually have a good time enjoying the 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 partying that's going cuz it's I've ended up missing out on a lot uh, of revelry and and enjoyment in you know in doing the I mean the very cool stuff I mean I've gotten to interview Ateta and some of the players and and been on the pitch after the game and in the press conferences and that that'll never be top but like I know I'm missing out on like Jaeger bombs and stuff and and, and headshot signings and photos and yeah, kissing babies exactly so you know yeah I mean there's only one me to go around. So, and there's a lot less of you now than there was at the true. last four. Mm-hmm. Um, a I lot of my videos I... didn't, didn't load, but uh, but being on the carpet was pretty cool. And and uh, and of course, if you if you follow our Twitter account, you've seen this. But uh, yeah, we just have to show this again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, just, I, I I was indecisive about knee slide, cartwheel, because I couldn't do a flip, so it would have been a cartwheel, and then my shirt probably would have gone over my head. And I would have loved. I, know, to I, know, I noticed that you didn't have the middle trail slide that Aubameyang had. <laughs> no, I definitely didn't. There uh, weren't even. I went like two inches once I hit the ground too. It was like it was more like I, dropping an than a knee. They have to actually re like pull up all the. <laughs> <laughs> the point of doing the media tournament at the end of the season is that they were going to be doing that anyway. <laughs> the later they later found the groundsman hanging by a rope in the changing rooms after yeah. seeing that. I'm like I say this with all due respect, had you have done a cartwheel, it would have ended up into a knee slide anyway. It yeah, yes, no, no, it, it, you should have just you knee just slide almost ended up in a somersault. So like yeah. it was almost one of those. <laughs> now I know yeah, that we're I'm actually see... disappointed. I didn't see that. Uh, didn't see that cartwheel though. Be a lot of things moving in a lot of directions. Next year, next year when I'm playing in the media game, you'll see you'll see the cartwheel. Uh, okay, as we wrap up, I think everyone who's still with us and thank you the the numbers are dropping exponentially as I say this are waiting for the last and the most important question of the pod. And and Mike texted me about two hours ago and said you must ask this question. 
Uh, Mike, when do you head back to Florida to be in your swimming pool? <laughs> Thursday. I have been out of away from my my swimming pool for two months and four days now, and uh, it's a it's about damn time I get back there. So those alligators are going to be like eight feet by the time you get back. No, they're going to be huge, and I'm going to be. You, can uh, you name how many days you've been away from your wife? Yeah. No. Enough. No, um, He's like, yeah. who? Yeah, it took me. It took me a minute to remember who you're talking about. Um, oh, we no, we've, been, we've we've been reunited for four days, and I think she's about ready for me to leave again. Um, <laughs> and I'm and I might be going back over for the uh, for the community. Or is it community or charity? It's community. Charity shield. Charity shield. Charity. Why? Why? Um. Well, we got to get the flat ready. We got to get the flat ready for uh, we're, the the grand the grand opening on the uh, for the. You know, he's got to get the bachelor pad ready. He's got to install the disco ball, the shag carpet. You know, it ain't a bachelor pad. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna we're gonna be decking it out in art, Arsenal art, and uh, and Arsenal cutlery, and Arsenal toilet paper, and uh, it, the place is gonna be massive. And shouldn't you have Tottenham toilet paper? Not, that's probably a good point. Hey, are uh, are you still gonna do a Gooners podcast wall? Well, that's a good idea. That, oh, yes, not sure Tom is. and Rick would like that very much, but uh, but yeah. Just, can you imagine Tom. a whole wall with just murals of all of us just like walking in slow motion? Did you just? Yeah. Did you just I, I'll have a video. Screen. It'll be like a huge video screen of, of of the soccer thing that doesn't have Aston in it that we're getting ready to play. Yeah, <laughs> you could have like a picture of hers like jumping over a wall, you know. Plus, I love that. I love that Mike just added his two silent partners on. <laughs> I didn't give last names, and and, you know what the the sad part about this whole thing is the real Gooners podcast wall is going to be like it's going to say Gooners podcast. It's going to be Mike, and then like Kevin Campbell, and like Sophie, and like everyone that's not us. Yeah, no, totally. That's totally it. Here's all my friends. I know Tom and Rick. Tom, I think we can get on board with this pretty easily. Rick, I bet we could get on board with it with a couple bottles of nice wine. Yeah, a couple not not the Merlot that I'm used to, but uh Yeah, not the Franzier Merlot that Mike likes to drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um to 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 conclude, we bottled it. Yeah. We're, we're not signing anyone cuz El Saliba cuz we would have by now if we if we if we were really serious about this. Yeah, El Saliba. We won all the duples. We won all the duples, and, uh, and I rubbed rub next with uh, you know with all your heroes. Uh, <coughs> rub you. next? Who says that? That's a weird statement. Yeah. I think he's like Who a something. What, what is the rubbernecking? Is is when you stop to look at things. So that's that wasn't what I meant. You were talking shoulders. shoulders. Bro, you, yeah. you, 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 said, you, no, no, you said what you meant, man. You said I'm what a, you meant. I'm an affectionate guy. So if you rub shoulders. It's that so like some weird English thing or some shit. You got to like... offer your neck. Hold on, I'm gonna rubberneck Urban Dictionary here. Rubberneck is yeah. We rubberneck like about. when there's a backlog on the motorway. It says it's turn like, your head while passing is like by something or someone. <laughs> Mike does when when there's like barely anything going on on the side. The reaction of drivers as they pass by an accident. Yes. And uh, and and I did a bunch of that while I was over there. I passed passed a lot of accidents, but uh, 
All right, so no, here we go. Rubbernecking. You want it in a sentence? I, I have a feeling <laughs> this is going to be a good ending to the pod. I saw this and are kind of going up. <laughs> I went to the mall and went so rubbernecking when that thick chick walked by. Oh, right. yeah. You made that sound <laughs> so uncool and rapey. <laughs> this has been season seven of the Gooners podcast, and I think we're renewing the contract for an eighth. And, and, like, and, like, real fast. and I swear... I'm ready to do two po- – I mean, you'll be getting the spreadsheet to sign up, and then I will disappear for six months. We're going to – Mike, did you get a surprise we got? Your, hey, real talk for a second. Season six wrapped, right? No, this is seven. <laughs> it's, your, it's your season six. But. Let's go back. Episode one, when we started the shit on a fucking drunk plane ride from San Jose to L.A., would we have gotten to seven seasons? No, eight seasons. I didn't think we'd get to eight episodes. And we almost didn't, because I think the seventh episode was the one where, where where I pissed you off by by passing out five times in the middle of the podcast. But uh, with Chaz Nuki Burden, our okay. biggest guest ever. Um, yeah, no, I wouldn't have thought that. But look how we've grown. We've added incredible people. We've, we've got the, the the MVP. I remember Owen won the MVP a couple seasons ago for the podcast because he uh, he stepped in when you were starting to step out. Um, no question the MVP of this season. It's Mike Hurst. It's Mike Hurst. No. This guy right here has – I'm No, I'm disqualified. I had too many copyright strikes. Well, for yeah. every copyright strike – we had you have to have a podcast to have a copyright strike. So we're four hundred we're four hundred thousand pound in debt and yeah, well, yeah, fans, exactly. but we're so glad you're here. I'm yeah. paying like EMC records or whatever the hell they're they're, they're called right now. <laughs> like instead of buying a fourth house, I'm actually paying off all of Aston's copyright strikes. But this has been the Gooners Podcast, season seven, episode ninety-four. We'll see you soon with season eight. Andy, get on that entrance video right I now. I promise I will have an entrance video before six months from now's episode of season eight. Wait, real quick, we should go around literally last word of this the entire season for season seven. Andy, go. Titties. Owen. Uh, it's a different word for them in Northern Ireland. Uh, Diddies. Batta. Bakayo Snacka. Two words, you cheating fuck. Come on, you gooners. <laughs> Watching the Gooners Podcast, a production of TGP Media, a wholly on subsidiary of Wanker Broadcasting Company Limited PLC. All rights and likenesses, except for Owens, are available for purchase and distribution according to the historical tenets of Bird Law. Make sure to check out the Gooners Podcast Patreon at patreon.com forward slash TGP. Find Gooners V Cancer at GoonersVCancer.com. And don't forget, get them credit cards out. The Gooners Podcast has been brought to you thanks to a generous investment from Elon Musk, as well as the letter G and the number 69. Remember, Gooner family, that taught them get better everywhere they go. TGP out. Let's, let's hope that continues. But, um, yeah, this, this team is different. This club is different. I told yeah, you okay. we were going to win the league. 
I told you we were going to win the treble, the quadruple, the quintuple. We're going to win all the duples. We're going to win tournaments that we're not even participating in. 